Do we want to do a cold? No, you can keep talking. I don't care. I was going to say if we had a cold open for this one or something. Yeah, just open it. This uh, is the, oh, I get it. This is going meta because this is the cold open. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I, thought, I thought I big brain right there. Blowing hard knocks. Dude the, hard, dude, the hard knocks is like a just absolute just brinks truck of Kool-Aid. I know. We'll, we'll we'll start we'll start with football, but we'll go and we'll go MSU right now. Um, because that's what the people come to us for. That's what the millions of listeners come to us for is MSU football and basketball. Um, and movies. We're, we're like daily MSU news, except like we actually have opinions. Don't forget movies, Lucas. Yeah, and movies, of course, but I haven't seen a movie and the last movie I saw was nope, and I know you guys haven't seen it. I saw Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's a little long. Hmm. Um, it tries to it 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 tried to does like the Tarantino style Rashomon. I would have hmm. liked if they had just gone full Rashomon. Um, but I had a good time. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry was delightful, as was Brad Pitt. He's a good actor. He's good in anything. Yeah, like Brian Tyree Henry. Yep. So Aaron Taylor Johnson also very good. Yeah, future Craven the Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. You know that's not going to go badly. Um, welcome everybody. We're back. Uh, we're back to one one day a week. <laughs> like Sheehan going to five days a week. Our our commitment now is once a week. Uh, we're going. We're back on the grind. You know, we're running the tape. We're watching the film. We're reading the articles. Um, we're checking Twitter. We're back on it. So MSU football training camp opened what last week, or did it open it? Yeah, it opened last week. Last week Thursday, I believe. Yeah, last week Thursday. Um, Are you guys diamond handsing your NF tucks? By the way, we're we're gonna make it. WGMI, we're gonna make it. <laughs> this is only gonna make sense to people who are like super into crypto or super into making fun of people who are super into crypto. I'm so, I'm in the I don't middle. Know how all this is gonna go? But yeah, diamond hands, baby. Hodel, hodel your hodel your NFT of Tux Jordans. I will not be I, purchasing one. I'm not going to knock it because it, the proceeds go to charity, which yeah. is cool. So I'm I'm just going to be straight in the middle, like I have been with all crypto. Um, but besides that NF Tuck announcement, remember I'm sitting here thinking, oh, we're getting a New Jersey tomorrow. We're a month from when <laughs> the opener, and then, then it's a fucking NFT, and I'm like. I'm just going to stop saying this shit because it just goes way sideways. Um, the the thing that I have gotten the most reaction out of, um, the uh, the kind of like uh, my PP hard uh, reaction was a video that MSU posted, I think on Monday or Tuesday, of Trey Mosley making an amazing one-handed catch in camp. Circus. Circus, Circus catch. It, it was incredible. He reached up for it you know, just snagged it with one hand, like an OBJ type of catch. And, um, you know, I was high on him last year saying he'd be an unsung hero and he really was for the team. Um, you know, he had a lot of clutch moments that you really don't realize, like in the Michigan game, he caught the game tying two point conversion. Like that goes a long way in a game like that. And he had a couple of great catches in every game, but, um, I mean, I haven't really, been able to keep my eyes on training camp it's been a weird couple days but like what what else like what are you guys looking forward to seeing in this training camp uh go ahead carter okay something i think that i'm excited to see is 
you know, Mel Tucker says no one's job is guaranteed always. And I mean, we kind of expect uh, Jarek Broussard and Jalen Berger to be those guys at the running back spot. But, you know, with all the with all the talk and all the hype that we've been hearing out of Davion Prim, like it wouldn't shock me to see him get a ton of carries. Like if we see him get some work early on in the season, that wouldn't really surprise me. I would expect to see Broussard and Berger um, being the guys as the season goes on. But I don't think there's any reason to think that Davion Prim can't be somebody who can work his way to being a, a consistent contributor uh, in that running back spot. And I think that's going to benefit Michigan State's offense this year. At, whereas last year, like Kenneth Walker was the only running back who could really produce. Like Simmons, Collins, Joyner didn't really do a ton for them um, when Kenneth Walker wasn't playing or wasn't at his best, kind of the Nebraska and the Indiana games. Uh, but I think that they have a couple of guys in in the two new transfers and potentially Davion Prim who they can rely on. Um, maybe if one of those guys isn't getting going, they can put somebody else in, they could get going. So it's more of like a three headed monster potentially back there um, at the running back spot. And the other one is also the tight end spot. Um, I think that there's a couple of guys who can really uh, make name for themselves. Uh, Daniel Barker specifically. Um, I'm interested to see who ends up being, who ends up starting week one. Um, because Ted Gilmore has spoken really highly of Malik Carr. He's saying that he's becoming a more uh, willing blocker, a more well-rounded tight end. Um, and I mean, like we've seen it with Malik Carr that the, the, the potential is through the roof with that guy. Insane athlete, uh, just very, very good player. Um, but then there's also uh, like Tyler Hunt is the incumbent. I mean, we saw a lot of Tyler Hunt last year. And then there's Jack Nickel, the, the big time uh, freshman who might be the already honestly best blocking tight end uh, on the team already. I think we'll see a lot of Barker early on. Um, he was really good at, at Illinois for a long time. He's been working real hard. He's trying to get to the NFL. Uh, I think working with Ted Gilmore and this crew will do a lot for him in that aspect. So those are com some of the things that I'm kind of uh, interested in seeing. Maybe not so much uh, like battles, like, position battles, but maybe seeing who kind of separates themselves. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, uh, Justin thing has talked a lot about how, uh, Jay Johnson was kind of hamstrung last year play calling because he felt he didn't have a true, uh, a true tight end. Um, you know, and now that he has Barker, um, the assumption is that the, the playbook bussy is going to get wide open. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to become wide open. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, if I, if I had to guess, I think we're going to see a lot of 12 personnel with Barker and Carr, uh, with Carr in the backfield and, you know, with Broussard or Berger or, or Davion Prim. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably where it's going to be most effective. Uh, I'm most excited to see the, uh, I'm most excited to see the Strads paint Dorn is taking this off season. Uh, you know, I, I was talking with other, um, with other people I know who, who follow big 10 football and, you know, their, their main comment to me was, is Peyton Thorne going to be any better than average this season? Hmm. So that's a fair question. Yeah, that's a fair question, but. I don't know if you can call average breaking the school's passing record. So right. <laughs> breaking a school passing record. There, there, so, were, there were games where you could 
there were some alarming things about his development, but they want we want eleven games with him. Come right. On. I mean, right. And and I said this. Um, I've said this both to both to people offline. I don't know if I said it on here. Two of Kenneth Walker's touchdowns against Michigan do not happen without without the greatest throws any other quarterback has ever made. So any other quarterback has ever made. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't really, I don't really buy into the fact that Peyton Thorne is, is average. I think he, I think he had some kind of rookie, uh, some rookie regression last season, especially in games where he was kind of punched in the mouth and, and Kenneth Walker wasn't there to kind of bail him out a little bit and let him catch his breath. Purdue. But, you know, having a whole offseason to prepare for that, a whole year of leadership under his belt, um, I think he, I think he's going to take a massive, massive leap this season. I like it. I like it. I think, I think Peyton Thorne is one of like the maybe three or four best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I mean, I don't think any, I think CJ Stroud is far and away the best, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I think like right behind him, it's wide open. I know people are big fans of Aiden O'Connell. There's Talia Tagovailoa, and then Thorne himself. Is McCarthy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Him and Cade. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think the discourse around Thorne is kind of interesting because I'm a I'm a huge fan. I think he did a lot uh, that that impressed me last year. But there were also moments where I was like, "What are you doing?" Type of stuff. Um, and I think that now that the offense is officially his, uh, you know, cause last year he was kind of in a, in a battle with Anthony Russo. I think that now that the offense is his, he has a better understanding of it. Um, I think it's like Spartan Doug, you mentioned it before. He is a, uh, quarterback's kid. So, I mean, I, I imagine he spent 25 hours and eight days a week reviewing film and, and, and studying film and working on his game. So I think that'll help. I definitely do think he'll take a step up and I mean, in your first year starting for Michigan State, breaking the passing touchdown record, not too bad. Not too bad of a of a of a rookie campaign. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see him take that step up. It also will be interesting to see like what what is the off you know what is the offense what does the team look like when they're a little bit more not so much like entirely reliant on him but a little bit more reliant on him uh, than they were. Right, and and I think that. And I think that's part of what uh, Jay Johnson and Mel Tucker and, and you know, the staff have spent the offseason kind of kind of tooling, right? I think I think you could kind of see I think you could kind of see a forking game plan at points throughout last year where it was like, okay, we're gonna rely on the quarterback. And then there are points where like it was almost like they had two different playbooks. Right. Here's a playbook for when we need, for when we're just going to lean on the quarterback. Here's a playbook for when we're going to rely on the running back. And as the season went on, you could see that it became more running back. It became more running back reliant. Um, but now there's only one playbook, and I think that, I think that's going to be, I think that's going to benefit not just Thorne, but I, but everyone on the offense. You know, from the line to um, to the backs who are there, to Jaden Reed, Trey Mosley. Montori Foster, Keon Coleman, uh, the tight ends, Malik Carr, Daniel Barker. I, I do think that, I do think that, um, you know, if Mel Tucker and Gabe Johnson are, are who we think they are, 
that they have that they have prepared for every externality possible and they are ready and if they trust Peyton Thorne there's no reason not to trust him yeah I definitely do think that they do yeah I I just want to see progression and I mean I just I think yeah like the thing that alarmed us all was when K9 wasn't doing anything last year teams could easily shut shut Peyton down so yeah it'll be interesting to see it'll be something to monitor this season as we move forward and we get ready we're about three and a half weeks from kickoff yeah um, this time 23, in, 23 days Kirk this time in 20 days away this time in 23 days I will be in Spartan Stadium um I think I think all of us are right Carter I'll try I did not get season tickets. The people I were going to get season tickets with flaked on me. Oh, um, but I am going to. I am going to. I am going to this game. I am going to the Minnesota game. Um, did you get the mini plan, or just you just get got some tickets? I'm just going to get individual tickets. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look into the mini plan. There, there was a free ticket on Twitter for a little bit yesterday afternoon. I'm not going to take that away from Chad Latz. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's no one on earth. There's no one on earth who deserves that ticket more than Chad Latz. Well, <laughs> that's not true. There are a lot of people who deserve yeah, it more than Chad Latz. Uh, but uh, there's no one on MSU Twitter who deserves it more than Chad Latz. That was that was an un, I was howling laughing, like he was like a like a puppy dog, like getting a getting a huge milk bone, and then all of a sudden, like, oh shit! It was like it all over I have ground. to actually show up. It was like Chad's tots or like Scott's tots or something like just funding someone's trip to the MSU game. He's, he's got to get there. Like the gates open one hour and a half before kickoff. So he's got to be like in line (laughs) and asking someone to scan his ticket. Like (laughs) the first person in the stadium. Um, Right. So yeah, I'm, you know, it, it, doesn't camp wrap up? I don't know. I'm thinking of pros. I'm thinking of pros. I've been listening to like Rams and Lions podcasts. Um, so when does training camp end? Is it just go? It pretty much goes till till the till the season, right? Like it'll yeah. kind of wind down a little bit, or I don't know. It'll kind of transition from a camp kind of format and atmosphere into like a normal kind of practice rigidity. Mm. Um, you know, there will be no like official end to camp like there is in the NFL. It'll be, it'll just kind of, it'll just kind of roll, roll into fall into the season. Right. Yeah. I got, I got to catch up with the news and everything on it. I need to, I was going to subscribe the athletic for the dollar deal, but there's no one covering MSU for them. So what's the point? Um, uh, let's see, we can talk. Um, yeah, I might get the uh, I might get the three game mini plan, the Ohio, the one that includes Ohio State. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one. I, I mean, it's worth it just for that game, honestly. Yeah, if I go get Western Minnesota and Ohio State, two ten. Yeah. Um, so what we're we gonna talk next? Okay, let's talk. Let's talk more football. We we Carter talked about at the beginning of recording. Hard Knocks premiered last night on HBO. Um, if you're living under a rock, it features the Detroit Lions this year. Um, and that first episode did not disappoint. That was 
fantastic. And I'm not a Lions fan first, but they are like my second team just because they are my home state team. I, I want them to succeed so badly. And like the, the cliches Dan Campbell says were a little like, oh, this guy's a little corny, but I'm like, I would I would put I would put on pads if I could right now and go play for him. If you're gonna piss like a puppy, stay on the porch. <laughs> that was so good. incredible. If you got if you got one ass cheek and three toes, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> I'm like that doesn't even make sense, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but I'm going with it. I'm in. Yep. Yeah. What what'd you say, Spartan Dog before we recorded? You about being back in. Oh yeah, I'm I am fully bought into the Lions, um, but I'm basically cyanide pill. So I'm all in on the Lions. I'm all in on Dan Campbell. If Dan Campbell isn't the guy to get it done, and I don't even necessarily mean win a Super Bowl, but I mean like get them to the play, but like win a playoff game. If he can't win a, if Dan Campbell can't be the guy to win a playoff game, then no one's going to be able to do it, and the franchise should just fold. That was my that was my takeaway from from this first episode. Yeah, because you look at what he's you look at what he's doing and you look at what he's building. And like the way he talks to his players and connects with them, motherfuckers doing down ups. No other coach. Can you imagine Andy Reid fucking doing down ups? It's a great image, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be good. (laughs) Like, can you imagine fucking pretty boy Cliff Kingsbury fucking doing burpees? No, he's definitely hitting on like social media interns on the sideline or yeah, something. Yeah, he's fucking yeah. he's fucking DMing uh he's swapping nudes with young gravy between drills. He doesn't give a fuck. Uh <laughs> like swapping other girls' nudes, not he's swiping <laughs> right on Tim him, during practice. Yeah, he him and young him and young gravy aren't swap aren't sending dick pics to each other, I should clarify. <laughs> I mean, like if I mean, I just looked at that because I, I tried to watch Hard Knocks every year, but like, sorry, Cumbo, I know he's going to be on soon. Um, I did not watch the Cowboys when they were on. I did not care. <laughs> we do not care. Um, and I think it's, mo- you know, it's mostly regional. Like, we're going to watch the Lions because we're all in the state of Michigan. And, you know, we have ties to them for the most part. Um, but, like, just looking at how they played last year, you know, they they got blown out a couple times, but, like, they in those losses, I mean, we think of the Ravens one, how they almost came back against the Niners. Um, you know, they gave the Rams everything they could for the whole fucking game. And the Steelers game, the Browns, you know, etc. There's so many close games here that's like, you know, people like laughing at them. Oh, they'll they'll just win four games again. I don't I don't see just four wins. I I think on the low end six, six or seven. And that's I think I'm underselling them. Because I'm a Jared Goff truther to, to a fault. I wish him nothing but the best. And I think it's proven if you give him a good team and, and a good staff, he can – I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback, but I think he can be good enough to get you in the playoffs and win a game. I mean, teams have certainly won more. With less. With less yes. at the quarterback position. Uh, the Baltimore uh, Ravens with Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Is, like the shining yeah. example. Or uh, Joe Flacco, or <laughs> or uh, who did the Buc- who's the Bucks quarterback when they won? He was oh uh, Brad Johnson. Yeah, Brad Johnson. I mean, like you know Tom Brady. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, system. <laughs> You're just that guy. Yeah, just Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, 
you know, but Eli, <laughs> Eli, you know, yeah, I think Jared Goff's probably closest comp is Eli, and Eli's won two Super Bowls, so against two really incredible teams. Yeah, um, but you know, I just think that there's. I don't know. This is the best I've I've honestly felt about the Lions in a long, long time. Hmm. Um, probably since the year after the Cowboys, the the wild card game against the Cowboys when the flag got picked up. Um, that is, you know, I just, you know, and I know that they're not like going to compete for the NFC North or anything, but I just feel like. Outside of Green Bay, who in the division is in a better position than us? Definitely not Chicago. We have two first, we had two first round picks this year and used that and got elite, elite talent at both positions. We have two first round picks next year, and one of them is going to be high as shit. Uh, And it's not going to be our own pick. (laughs) Yep. We have a plethora of mid-round picks that we can bundle to trade up. I really, I really truly believe that that the Detroit Lions probably have the brightest future in the NFC. I'm not gonna say the league because you just you just look at how deep the AFC is and between Buffalo. In Kansas City and Cincinnati and the yeah. Chargers and yeah, you know those 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 rosters are you know those quarterbacks are so good. In the future of the league, it's crazy. There, it's it's almost criminal that not <laughs> that they all play in the same conference. It, you know, it would be insane if like you know twenty years from now there's like a documentary about like what if none of those guys outside of Mahomes, obviously, what if none of them like won a title. You know what I mean? Like, cause like if Mahomes was the only Mahomes. Yeah. Like what if they just beat up on each other so much that like, you know, the NFC just kind of sneaks in and wins, wins all these championships. I don't think it's going to happen, but I just think of like that. I watched that four uh, falls of Buffalo. Yeah. Doc on Disney plus. And Oh man, that, that would, if the Rams lost four Super Bowls in a row, that would break me so much. Like and they and they didn't get blown out in no, and like like if you lose, I would rather get blown out in everyone. But like the way that you lose like four heartbreakers in a row, I would probably cry after the third one. <laughs> I'd be like, what what's going on here? Like what after what, the I'm, fourth, I would have self immolated. I think if I I think <laughs> if I was a Bills fan, and I know like all of like the dedication and all that stuff that comes with it. If after the fourth Super Bowl had they lost, I, after the fourth Super Bowl loss, I would have self-immolated. Yeah. I would have went to the middle of downtown Buffalo. I would have poured gasoline on myself and set myself on fire. You would have looked like the cover of the first Rage Against the Machine album. Exactly. I just would have sat there. I would have been like a monk protesting Vietnam. I just would have like, I just would have sat there and meditated as I fucking burned alive. And you know, I know, like. I'm a fan of a team that's won two titles. So like, I'm, I'm grateful for those moments, but you know, that would still just like, I could not imagine being a Buffalo fan through that, but like, anyway, I, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying about the, the lines having, 
I think one of the best long-term futures in the NFC. I, you know, if, if I just wonder what their plan is with golf, because his contract, this is his contract year. Um, Basically. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're going to extend him. I really don't. They would have done it. by. Well, no, he still has three years on his deal. Isn't isn't it an opt out though? No. Is it a team option? I swear he had his cap hit. His cap hit goes like way down. So if the Lions were to cut him this season, his dead cap hit would have been like $43 million. Yeah. If they cut him next year, it's like 1.2. Nice. So that, like when you're talking about NFL salary, when you're talking about NFL salary caps, it's basically negligible. Okay. So if they cut him after this season, it's a $10 million cap hit. And his salary is his base is um, twenty mil, with with bonuses and all that. It's thirty mil. That's his quote. Um, that's what he. That's how much he plays his football for. And then it goes up a little bit in twenty twenty four, but his cap hit goes down to five mil. So, you know, maybe they do just ride it out with him. You know, he's on the cheap end now. Right in terms of quarterback contracts, yeah. Hmm. And you know what? If he does really good, then he can then then he can renegotiate. But yeah, you know I, you know I I personally, you know, with the number two pick they get from the Rams, you know, Will Anderson, you know, barring <laughs> Will Anderson barring injury is going number one. I mean, I think he's who's number think, one. Who's number one? The Jets. I don't know who the number one pick is going to be. Honestly, um, it could. <laughs> Carter. Yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, and then the well, the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons. Then I don't know what the Falcons are going to do. Uh, <laughs> they might pick. Uh, they might pick Bryce Young, who is about the same height as Mita Kimes, wearing heels. <laughs> uh, not a good look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't. I for, I thought this was his contract year for some reason, because I remember after the Super Bowl they gave him a big fat deal. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it pretty much is his contract year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if he they, goes out they, and has another season like he has last season, and they end up getting in the position where they can draft C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or, or who, know, who knows who else is going to come out of the draft. You know, maybe uh, Peyton Thorne or, or Grayson McCall, um, you know. There's a couple I, of guys. Yeah, there's a few guys who could be that kind of QB3 in this draft class. I think the ideal blueprint for a quarterback would be like Alex Smith. <laughs> no, seriously. That's 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 the best case scenario that you can have that that the Lions can have is that Jared Goff just turns into Alex Smith. No, that's what I was going to say is that yeah. you you draft Stroud and you cuz like you could afford to keep Goff for two more years after this year. Like you could you could keep Goff for at least 2023, develop Stroud, you know, let him, if the lines are in contention or like, you know, if they're out of contention, let him start a game or two at the end of the season, like Mahomes did for Kansas City in his first year. Like he started the last game. He didn't look lights out, but you could see like the glimmers of the bones were some, there. Something is going to happen. And then, you know, if his, and then if 2024, if, if Dan Campbell and, um, and the staff feel like Stroud's the guy, Take the five mil hit, cut Goff, let him go somewhere else, get a good deal, and you give Stroud the keys to Ferrari, like the, like Kansas City did for Mahomes. And 
they were a force. They were a um, offsides penalty away from a Super Bowl. So I think the same thing's going to happen with Trey Lance too. You think so? Trey Lance is very, very good. I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league next year, like very quickly. I mean, I, I mean, I think he has everything. Like he's a great athlete, ridiculous arm, sees the field at a super high level. I mean, you know, I, I love Trey Lance. I think he's gonna be excellent. I love that. Could have been in in Atlanta, Carter. He could have been, but uh, then Shanahan fucking jumped up to three. Come get him. They, uh, they liked him. They, I thought it was funny that North Dakota State played one game in 2020 mm-hmm. just for him to just completely obliterate some team. And then they were mm-hmm. like, okay, we're good. Go ahead and get drafted. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like, yeah, well, we're all right for one game. Um, but, yeah, I think that's what you do with, with Stroud is I think we're all in agreement. Like you or whoever well, lines take. Yeah, don't, don't want to put them in a starting position right away. That's just not good. I don't think – I mean, I'm sure I'm missing someone. Has it ever really succeeded? Russell Wilson is the one I'm thinking of because he won the job out of training camp because they signed yep. um, Matt, Matt Flynn. Big deal. Matt, Matt Flynn. Flynn, yeah. Matt yeah, Flynn. fucking fucking torched the Lions. <laughs> fucking broke a franchise passing touchdowns record. Did he have New Year's Day versus six. the Lions. Yeah, it's six. So six, yeah. Broke the Packers franchise record, caught the back from Seattle, and immediately lost the starting job to fucking to fucking Ross Wilson. Who was like a second-day draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that it hardly works out. And Russell Wilson is, for, by all means, I think he's a really great quarterback. Um, I mean, he's on Broncos the – Broncos country. Mean, let's ride. Let's ride. I think he's on the, you know, kind of downward part of his career pretty soon. But, I mean, who am I to talk? You know, but um, I think that's what I mean. It just Dan Campbell and the, the team are not stupid. They 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 see what they see how it's worked for so many guys. Like I don't think you should go the Aaron Rodgers route where he sat for what like four years, three I yeah. think three yeah he sat for three. Well, that's because Brett Favre was a dickhead and was like, I'm not going to show you anything. Figure it out on your own, kid. But Aaron uh, Rodgers has pretty much done that to Jordan Love so far, yeah, though, hasn't he? True. Oh, yeah. Well, the difference Aaron is that Jordan sucks. Love is ass. Jordan Love also Jordan stinks. Sucks. That's also true. He didn't suck against us, though. <laughs> no, he was very good. He was very I, good. I, like, got familiar with who Jordan Love was, like, a couple hours before the game. Like, I read, like, a who is Utah State, like, who's Michigan State's opponent type of thing. They're like, they have this good quarterback, Jordan Love. I was like, oh, okay. And I watched <laughs> him. I'm like, this guy's insane. <laughs> this guy's I, uh, killing us right now. And the defense, Michigan State's defense that year was really was good. good still, too. Like, the offense they were top, anemic, top but, 10 metrics. That Michigan State, but the Michigan's – but he absolutely smoked them up and down the field. Yeah. I I, I did not read anything about that before the game because I, I don't remember. That was my bachelor party weekend, and we, wa- we, we got <laughs> to the game, and I don't remember anything about it except that sick Joe Bocci um, – bat and then he caught the ball to win the game like that was that was amazing but um yeah i yeah aaron Rodgers is fucking weirdo anyway i listened to the part of my take interview and there's like a part of him that wants to be like a normal guy but he's like the nathan fielder of of pro football (laughs) honestly i believe that 
<coughs> he's so I want to be a normal guy and be a quarterback, but I'm also a public figure. And I've seen how public figures act recently, so I think I have to do the same thing. The plan? <laughs> date a woman who, who specializes in holistic health. The, pl- the plan? See how long it takes before people realize that immunized doesn't mean vaccinated. <laughs> that's the, pretty the, much what it was the plan never talk to my family again <laughs> um I, it, there's a but like there was part um that i thought the the funniest part was like uh when they talked about him not being vaccinated how many grandmas and stuff have you killed <laughs> they were killing him he was just funny. like no he's like we're not he was like unprofessional bullshit he was about to leave <laughs> Because like Big, Big Cat, Cat was, Big Cat said we almost got seen it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, did you ever hear the Dan Marino interview? Yeah, but the when DFT made the Isotoners joke, and Dan Marino goes, "Nope, we're done. Nope, don't, don't, don't." <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. And PFT was trying to egg Rogers on, but like Big Cat was like trying to be nice and like cuddle up to him. You could tell, but like. I don't know, he's a fucking douchebag. So, like, of course he's not going to warm up to, like, a young quarterback. And I and I think part of that is the experience he had with Brett Favre. Yeah, I, I part of the thing, too, but going back to Hard Knocks, uh, one, yeah. of our <laughs> famous, one of our famous tangents, um, <laughs> you know, fine, Aiden Hutchinson's going to be elite, whatever. Uh, our friend good. Austin C. Smith of The Only Colors pointed this out. Uh, the way he like fucked up Billy Jean like intentionally on the first try for the cameras. <laughs> yeah. Such a fucking so hard on thing. And then he went out and just like did it perfectly with choreography the second time. Yeah. Like you could have gotten it in one go, you fucking dick. You didn't need to like <laughs> you didn't need to start out all. You he's, didn't need to like do the fake little like, oh shit, wait. He's corny, but he's gonna be really fucking good, I think. I, I believe that. Yeah. Um, he had yeah, no. to be up there for rookie of the year for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, it, it was great. Like that, uh, like they showed, you know, oh. he was he was down and Hawkinson like came up and chip blocked him. Yeah, like yeah. on the way to I'll run just his route. him out. Yeah, just absolutely like fucked, fucked, like uh, wound his clocks. Like he had no idea, like not concussion, but like Dan Campbell was like, that's like a welcome to the NFL moment. He, I think Dan Campbell enjoyed that a little bit. Like, watch that. Like, okay, he got his humbling a little bit. Uh, I love the dynamic between Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn. That was yeah. incredible. It was one of my well, favorite one things. Thing, one Those thing guys are going to go to a – Aaron Glenn's going to become a head coach, and he's going to take Deuce Staley with him. That's what's going to happen. Well, I think Deuce, I think they're both going to become head coaches. They well, could honestly – Or like yeah, Aaron Glenn's going to be, come be my OC or something. Like, yeah, I think the thing that um, – I guess the thing I didn't realize because I'd been so emotionally distant from the Lions for, for a while is uh, is I didn't realize how much of the staff like how much of the staff were former players. Yeah, right. Well, like not well. only Campbell but Deuce Staley, uh, Mark Brunel, Antoine Randall L, Aaron Glenn. Uh, who's the line? They got JT Frank- Barrett on that staff. Yeah, Hank Fr- Hank Fraley, right? Uh, oh, there's another guy, Trayvon something. The linebackers coach. Yeah. I forget his name. Uh, I have to look it up. It's driving me crazy. Sorry I want to be listening. I apologize. I literally, I just watched this too. <laughs> I want to say Shalik. 
Uh, I, I watched it this morning, so I'm. It's. It, I woke up like five forty-five to watch. Calvin Shepard. Calvin Shepard. Yes. Shep. Calvin Shepard. Sorry, Calvin. Yep. Calvin Shepard. Come on the pod. Yes. I mean, please. he said, in in you know, Liev Schreiber said it. Uh, combined eighty years of combined eighty years of NFL playing experience on that staff, right? And I think it shows, right? Because in that in that huddle when he brings them, when he huddles them up on the field and goes, I know you're all thinking, what the fuck am I thinking? Get you guys in pads this early, right? We never do pads this early. Right. And him going through his reasoning with why they're doing, why they're in pads and why they're doing what they're doing, right? I don't know if other coaches, I'm not sure a lot of other coaches in the NFL would like, would like, would like, do, would like come, come down to like, meet players kind of I don't want to say at their level because that implies like but to just be like but to just be just to be clear with them like hey like I know a lot of you are pissed off we're in pads right now I have a good reason for it here's why you just got to trust me yeah he's like he's like something like I think about you guys all the time you're all I think about I want to make sure that we're ready and it can like you can tell the, the what how last season went really has chapped their ass like it they hold a grudge over it and that's a dangerous team to to play in certain Sundays. I mean, are they going to bring it every Sunday? I really hope so. And like Jamison Williams' speech was, I think the best. Jamal Williams. Jamal, sorry, God, why do I say Jamison? I don't know. I had that in my mind. Jamal, I knew it was Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams' speech was the best part of the show. I thought it was it was my favorite part of the show. Um, I would run through multiple walls for him. Yes, I I hope I hope they have success and like because I really want it not just for you know you, you know my friends that are Lions fans first and foremost. God bless them. Can't fake their passion like that. Um, but like you know my father in law and all that. Like he 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 stopped watching them last year. Like and he never does that. So it's like. I'm trying to tell him, like, dude, you got to watch this team. Like, you, you got to watch them. Like, I'm going to watch them. You got to watch them. So, yeah. Um, but you know, we're we're going to move from optimist Detroit teams to, I'd say, the biggest fucking shit show in baseball. Um, <laughs> honestly, Alavila, thank fucking God, was fired um, a couple hours ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they he wasn't fired before July 31st, but or August 2nd or yeah, August 2nd was yeah. the deadline. Um, whatever. It's it's way too late. Um, and I loved your tweet, SD, about I'll let you say it about Chris Illich. Yeah, so Chris Illich <laughs> had a press conference um <laughs> announcing Alavila's firing, and uh someone had asked him about um you know the about kind of the rebuild process about shedding payroll is this breaking news lucas that you're no i'm reading i'm what i'm seeing the car that marshawn lynch uh, drove in his deal oh yeah insane yeah. sorry go ahead yeah uh you know chris illich was asked questions about like alavila's like shedding a payroll and uh trading away like jd martinez and verlander and illich replied i didn't trade those players away <laughs> Right, our general manager did. Um, and it made me realize something. Um, Carter, you watch Succession, right? 
I haven't seen it actually. No, but I did yeah. see what you said. I've seen like enough of it to understand. Yeah, yeah. you gotta watch it. But yeah, you'll, you'll uh, get anymore. Uh, Shiv, what the fuck? Uh, did you want me to uh fucking do? Do you want me to fucking uh, uh pay the luxury tax? So uh, uh, fucking dad wouldn't have uh paid the fucking uh luxury tax. I mean, c- come on, guys, what the fuck? So uh, we gonna fire this guy or what? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So. So uh, we go fucking uh, do this shit. M to the I K E. <laughs> like, I mean, could I run a baseball team? No, but like, when you trade Michael Fulmer, who at one time or who won Rookie of the Year and was in the Cy Young running in 2016 when he first came aboard, for like a single A pitcher who's like. Terrible. Never gonna make Who's it. Never past. gonna make it. Past. Who might not even see Toledo? Who might not even see Toledo? I mean, that was the final nail in the coffin. When I when I heard about that trade, I'm like, you basically traded him for like a bucket of baseballs, and just hold on to him. You don't need to dump everybody. Um, I, I mean, I like David Dabrowski. Did he make some crazy trades? Sure, but I mean, he pulled in some amazing talent. You know, he he built some great teams that we just ran into the wrong team on the other side. Um, there, um, the Alavila tenure uh, reminds me of like this great story I used to hear all the time in elementary school about a kid who gets a dollar. It's a, I think it's a joke or something uh, about a kid who gets a dollar from from his dad. And he's walking down the street and an older, older kid comes up to him and goes, hey, I'll give you three quarters for this one dollar because three is more than one. And the kid goes, OK. And he hands the kid, he hands the older kid a dollar and he gets three quarters. And then he's walking down the street. And he runs to another older kid and he goes, hey, I'll give you those three quarters and give you six dimes. Because six times is six is more than three. He goes, OK. Uh, and then he walks down the street and he goes and he sees another older kid he goes hey i'll give you those six dimes for eight nickels well six is more than eight (laughs) so he goes yeah so he gives him the six dimes and gives him the eight gets the eight nickels in return he's walking down the street with the eight nickels another older he's walking home and the first older kid goes hey i'll give you those eight nickels for 20 pennies (laughs) and the kid goes well 20 is a lot more than eight i'll take that so he comes home to his dad. He goes, so what'd you do with your dollar? And the little boy goes, I got 20 pennies. He goes, did you buy anything? And the kid goes, no, I traded. Right. So I, I don't remember the punchline there. Um, I'm not sure there is a punchline, uh, but the little kid is Alavila. Fucking moron. Yeah. Just didn't know. Fucking value. idiot. He didn't, he didn't know how to squeeze enough juice out of a trade. He didn't know value. He didn't know when to capitalize on value. He didn't know anything. The only pitcher who should have been traded in 2016 was Michael Fallman. If you were really focused on a rebuild or a reload, that's the that's the person you trade is Michael Fallman. Yeah. Uh, you know, I now it almost feels like the the Tigers are are, are back at square one, right? Yeah. But and and you know, you look at you look at a team like the Padres, right? They're not the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox, right? But you look at what they're doing. They're paying Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., and they just went out and got Juan Soto, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Teams can teams can have multiple superstars. You know, people the teams who aren't in New York or LA can like pay the luxury tax and be okay. Teams don't need to wait 20 years between teams that aren't the Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, and the Yankees, Mets, and Dodgers don't have to wait 20 years between championship windows. They don't. They can, they can go out and get guys. Oh, combo. What's up, guys? How we doing? We're just, we're just finishing up talking about the Tigers. Um, Alavila finally getting canned, huh? Yeah. yeah, get out and get him the hell out. <laughs> I I just here. really don't, you know. I don't know. I Chris Illich, Chris Illich isn't going to do the right thing. He's not going to make the right hire. So I'll, so I think this team is anyway. I don't know how anyone can watch his press conference today and go, that guy knows what the fuck he's doing. It right. it disheartened me so much watching that press conference. He stole some coke off his brother's corpse and then went up to that podium. Jesus. And gave a fucking shithead speech. Fucking <laughs> loser. And my GM traded those guys away. Uh, uh Shiv. Oh, uh, what the what the fuck? Uh, uh uh I guess I should fire out, huh? It's been too it's the damage is done and it, it's gonna be another three, four years, unless Unless they make the right hire and don't let Chris Illich get involved, like call Jeff Lunau, make him say no. Call um, uh, Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein, he's not gonna come, but make no. make him awesome. say no. Uh, awesome are you guys sitting here. down? I have some bad news about Epstein. What? Oh no no no! Okay. Oh don't don't <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I caught on pretty quickly. Uh. And uh, the guy, I know Dominic, I'm stealing this from Dom, our, our friend Dom on Twitter, and uh, he recommended one of the Braves, sorry, Carter, one of the Braves front office guys. Yeah, Ben Sostanovich. He was pretty instrumental in taking, uh, you know, when Ronald Acuna tore his ACL, like they they did a lot to uh, replace him, and the guys that they got to replace him uh, were really important for their World Series run. Yeah, that's amazing that they they pulled through that and won a fucking World Series like months later. Yeah, I just don't know what the I just don't know what the new GM is going to prioritize, right? Because you know the the you know the the baby birds are starting to fly, right? From the from like the from the rebuild, right? Riley Green, Torque, Mize, um, Ugh. Scooball, you know, they're flying, but they're kind they're of they're here, they're here. Yeah. So you either need to you either need to cut them loose and trade them. And get top prospects and fringe minor leaguers, or you need to like say, okay, where are we deficient at? We need to go get upgrades at the at, at these positions, and you need to go and you need to go get them. Yeah, right? Shohei Otani is going to be available this offseason. <laughs> so I would shit myself if he were in a Tigers uniform. Yeah, I so I can't, you know I can't say it. <laughs> no, no way. You know, if you have an opportunity to get them away from fucking whatever is going on in Anaheim, uh, I think you got to at least take a stab at it. And, you know. Yeah. Maybe make everyone but Riley Green available. I think that's what you got to do. Yeah. 
I mean, they would probably bite if you threw in Scooball. I mean, that'd be like, he'd probably be the centerpiece. Um, they'd probably take Miguel Cabrera's contract. I don't think that'd be an issue. <laughs> uh, make, you know, make them say no. All right. But um, anyway, we could, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The, there's a committee um, happening with AJ Hinch, and I'm sure Chris Illich is involved, and several other executives are going to be involved in the hiring. Gary. Um, Jerry's going to be there. They, they uh, cousin, cousin Greg. <laughs> um, oh man, what's the um, the older guy who's with them? Not Fisher Stevens, but like the guy's been in trouble for like having sex with uh, with like interns or something. Um, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I'm, you mean. I'm drawing a blank. I got to watch the show again. Um, anyway. You know, we could go on and on about the Tigers. Let's just let's just hope they make the right move so AJ Hinch doesn't decide to leave. Let's just leave it at that. Um, Can does he have an opt out or, or isn't that like yeah. a fake? Uh, isn't that a fake? Wasn't that like a fake rumor though that was going around forever and he doesn't have an opt out? I read through like the details of his contract. I didn't see an opt out in anywhere, but like I don't know. It's kind of hard to find that stuff. Oh, well, looks like it is. A, it looks like there is no opt out. Yeah, I think th- I think that was just like a fake myth started to get Tiger fans to freak out even more. Yeah, because we thought we'd all get Car- we thought all thought they'd get Carlos Correa and nope. Um, so what do you want me to uh, fucking do, Rome? You want uh, me to uh, fucking uh, pay Carlos Correa? I can get Javi Baez. He's just as uh, I can get him for like half the price. Uh, yeah, uh, let's let's do this. Um, yeah, it's gonna be so fucking pleased. Don't get an MVP winner, or don't get a guy who can win an MVP. Go get, go get a guy barely bat two hundred. Like, go get that guy. Yeah, great, great fucking move. Um, but point, they clap, they clap like the guy at the Monkey and Toy Story when he gets when he ha- gets a base hit on Twitter. <laughs> like, oh my god, who cares? Um, <laughs> so we have uh, our esteemed colleague on Andrew Combo on Twitter. He is. You cannot fake his passion for for MSU basketball. <laughs> it's incredible, and his expertise, like him and Carter, are like amazing mind power on this pod for us. And I'm not downplaying me and SD, but like, you know, Car- Carter and Combo are the uh, the guys, in my opinion, that I trust. And uh, it's it's great timing that we agreed on this pod because then the news developed over the weekend that Cohen Carr was going to commit to MSU. Um, Combo told me it told us it was pretty much a done deal or it was a done deal behind closed doors. And then yesterday, uh, what in the afternoon or evening, something like that. Yeah. Six o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Six o'clock last night, he committed to MSU officially. He beat out um, SEC powerhouse Tennessee for, for his services. Um Tom Izzo has the third-ranked class in 2023. Um, I mean, and what's funny is we were all a little nervous a couple months ago on this pod, like, saying we're a little scared about the future because, you know, we just had Jeremy Fears in the class. And, you know, I try to remain as optimistic as I can about Tom Izzo because, you know, I want we all want him to so badly get that second title because then all the haters and doubters can, like, just shut up. Like mm-hmm. they, they, I think that would shut them up forever. And, you know, there'd be some would be like, well, it took 20 years, but whatever. Right. It's, hard, it's hard enough to win one championship, let alone two. Right. Uh, so 
you know, I like Kumbo, we'll start with you. Like, what did you like? I want your thoughts on Cohen Carr and I want, we want to give you your flowers because you've never given up on Izzo. Like so many people on, on our Twitter space, our Twitter universe have like, mm-hmm. I want you to talk about your thoughts on Carr and like the class that we're going to have next year. Yeah. Well, they got Booker, you know, who was the main guy mm-hmm. and then uh, to get Carr and get Norman, you know, they've only been recruiting those guys for two weeks. <laughs> so to get two top 75 guys to commit basically two weeks after committing them shows that he hasn't lost it. In my opinion. Like, uh, so like, what are you, you know, we all thought, you know, I, I was just, it reaffirmed my belief that Tom Izzo, I mean, sure. It's been a couple of disappointing seasons, but like it, it just reaffirms that, you know, cause we, we were kind of thinking, you know, this might go the territory of, close to what D'Antonio did his final couple of years. But like, you know, I just was, I was always thinking, you know, Tom Izzo would rather be dead than leave his program like D'Antonio would. Oh, I agree completely. Uh, it would kill him to, to leave it like that. As much as he and D'Antonio were like this, they are, they are wired a lot different. Even as down as like the last two years have been, he hasn't had the three and nine season that D'Antonio had. <laughs> True. And, you know, and he's still and recruiting hasn't been, you know, great the last couple of years, but like we're not losing basketball recruits, you know, to the football equivalent of Kentucky and right. Cincinnati. So right. And it's like we're, you know, we're not that 2018-19 class, you know, it didn't really, you know, didn't pan out as great as we thought it would be for some guys. You know, mm-hmm. like foster lawyers burn in the back of my brain, but like um Thomas I, oh, fucking Dane Fife. Sorry, Dane, you're a friend of the pod, but I think you kind of dropped the spaghetti. All you, you spilled the chili on on that. Um, I I just I I didn't want to give up on Izzo, and I, I just it's hard to when you know we're in the middle of what a 25 year tournament streak, right? Like yep. I think second to Kansas. Yep, because Kansas is one of the 30s or 40s, aren't they? Duke missed it two years ago, so they were right above Michigan State, but now Michigan State passed them for second. Duke didn't miss it; they they bowed out. Um, yeah. For how yeah, they voluntarily safety. they voluntarily uh, stepped away. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carter, what are your thoughts on Cohen Carter? You you watched some you watched the film you grinded the tape earlier. Yeah, I watched the. Uh, the highlight video that Spartan hoops put together our friends at Spartan hoops. <laughs> but um, the thing, I mean, right away, the thing that you see is this kid is just an absurd athlete. Like he's jumping out of the gym. He's grabbing rebounds and running in transition and jumping from like almost the free throw line and throwing down dunks. He's, he's, he's painting guys shots on the backboard. He's leaping in swatting shots. Like right away. That's the first thing you see is, He's probably the best athlete since, you know, a, a, a player that I, I won't mention by name uh, has come through to Michigan State. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Happy birthday. Uh, Happy birthday. Yeah, he's exactly what they've been lacking the last three or four, the last two or three years. Is just those three, four hybrid wings that are super athletic. Oh, right. Like, as those always the- had guys like that, you know, Shannon Brown, Ager, Jason Richardson, Bridges, Dawson. Right. And, and then and then like the thing that 
that I mean, like he's that's the thing you see is you see the athleticism, you see that he's a competitor, he's got a lot of fire to his game. Um, and I'm so glad that we have guys like that. I feel like our classes have kind of been missing that the last couple of years. Like you want those guys who will will get under the other team's skin. And I think we have that with Fears and and Normand and and now Carr. Um Cohen Carr is still really young. Um, so there's a lot of his game that still can grow. But like the thing that I kept saying when I was when I was watching him is that like if he goes to the rim, he's going to win. Like he is he's he's got a decent dribble drive in the sense that you know he could take that to the basket and he could slam it or he can just he's a good finisher as well uh for his age um the jump shot is i think kind of coming along um defensively i think he's got the potential just you know with the athleticism he'll be able to move really well and be able to shut other wings down i mean this is just this is like as combo mentioned like this is exactly what this class is missing one of those athletic wings that's going to compete on both sides of the ball somebody who's going to put pressure on the rim um doesn't have to always step out and be a knockdown shooter but you know now and then uh be a guy who can who can knock some shots down but i mean i think Izzo got it's like i think i saw a combo i think he tweeted it you like you got you have everything you need in this class you have the star big man you have the three to four year point guard um you have the three and d who's gonna get under a team skin and then you have the 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 uh three four hybrid athlete so, I mean, of Izzo teams that have gone far in the tournament, this uh, class that he's put together has all the makeups of that. And it's and it's just been excellent, the fact that Izzo has gone on this recruiting streak, after, especially after people were starting to, you know, be a little bit negative about where things were. I hope people have either changed their mind or have never wavered. And, yeah, for yeah. Him, like I said, for him to land Norman and uh, Carr literally – Two to three weeks after recruit. I mean, even I was a little worried, you know. And I, I'm a sunshine blower always with Izzo, but <laughs> I always thought, I always thought he would, we would probably get Booker, but like, we didn't know a month ago that we were even recruiting Carr and Norman. And for him to go out and, you know, hurry up, schedule an official visit, and get get them to commit a week later is big time stuff. Yeah, I, I would um, make an incredibly tasteless joke um, about how Cohen Carr treats rims. <laughs> um, but oh boy. I am not going to. I'm going to refrain from doing that. I just want everyone to know I have the ability. It's in the chamber, but I'm not going to say it. Thank save it for, for your save it for save it for his first dunk at any Slanson. Yeah. Thank you for your restraint. It's... Uh, he RKOs those ribs until they TKO. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, I'm. I'm just excited to see this class. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to this year too. I mean, the depth is the only thing that scares me about this coming season at certain positions, but like, I, I can't wait to see a second or a, a junior year, AJ Hoggard um, and a second year in the system, Tyson Walker together. I, I think that type of chemistry can lead to a sneaky deep March run like Trice and Valentine type of run. And I'm not going to sit here and pencil them in the final four, but like that's the type of thing that can get you through a lot of these games. Like the Oklahoma game, 2015, Trice just shot the shit out of the ball. Like, and, you know, against uh, Virginia, he just kept shooting like, and it didn't matter. You know, they ran to a buzzsaw, but like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the season. I was kind of down on it at first. And then I just realized, you know, 
we still have it really good compared to a lot compared to like 95% of college basketball. Yeah. And that's always been my view when defending Izzo. It's like a terrible season for Michigan State is still winning 23 games and going to the second round of the tournament. Yeah. It can it can be way worse. Yeah. I mean, what he's built here is never going to be replicated. Uh, I mean, there could be that coach who lucks into a couple more titles, you know, somehow, but like, or, you know, obviously might change the way they recruit, you know, just buying players straight up and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm so excited just to watch them again. And, you know, it's football being good is like subduing my desire for basketball compared to 2020, but like, uh, it's just, it's great to see Mel Tucker, you know, inheriting or not inheriting, but, you know, taking this team to another level in his third season, I think. And then Tom Izzo, you know, getting ready for what could, what I, I agree with you, Combo. I think, I don't know if you said this exactly, but like this could be just as good, if not better than the class of 27 or 2016. Yeah, we could. I mean, I would say that I would say the 2016 has a little bit of uh, the talent edge, but I mean, yeah. you had you had um, Ward leave after three years, and then Langford, you know, missed back to missed a couple years with injury. So if they if this group stays healthy, I think they could be better. Yeah, and um, you know, we and what's just so funny is that those shirts were printed with you know all five names, including Josh Jackson. <laughs> then you could use those shirts a year later because of Jaron. Um, I just always thought that was amusing. Fuck, fuck his mom. His mom sucks. Um, anyway, like, so do you, what kind of window do you think Izzo has to truly get his second championship? When, when you get to be his age, was he 67 now? Nothing, nothing would really surprise me. If you told me that I mean, hell, next year, you know, they could be – I don't think they'll be a title contender this year, but they could be next year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he wins the – if he somehow won his second title next year, maybe he walks away and he's done. If he yeah. um, if he keeps recruiting like he did with this class, maybe he coaches till he's 74 like Coach K did. Mm. Now, maybe if, he, maybe if he has a couple more seasons like the last couple seasons, maybe he decides to walk away in a year or two. Yeah, I mean, we – It's hard to really say. Sorry, go ahead. I was just to say, it's it's hard to really say. I could I could realistically see him coaching another five, six, seven years, and I could see him being gone in two or three years. It's just hard to predict. I think he's going to coach. I think he's going to – I really do. I, I'm going to believe this. And just with this class and with me just doubting him and then going, I'm an idiot. I'm never doubting him with recruiting again. Like, I firmly believe he will get a second championship. I think – He's going to coach until he gets it. And then I could see him doing one more year to try and get a third, but then just like, okay, I'm done. You know, like he might give it a go to see if he can get a third championship. But I, I think, that, I think this, this upcoming class could be, if you mix them with, you know, a senior AJ Hoggard and, you know, um, could Tyson Walker stay next year? Yeah, he could if he wanted to. I don't think he will, but I mean, he could. Man, I mean, you could have the right mix of, of senior leadership and the incoming freshmen yeah. to, to really to really do some major damage and be the type of team that might struggle at first, but then like when January and Big Ten play come around, you're just revving on all cylinders 
and you will be a top five team, top 10 team going in the tournament. That, that's what I believe is going to happen next year. I don't think it'll happen, but I would love to see Malik Hall come back next year. I would, I, love would. See, I would love to see Walker too, but I don't think it's that important. With Malik Hall would be a fifth-year senior, wouldn't he? He would be a fifth-year senior. Coach. Yeah, it'd be his COVID year. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got it if he wants it. I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I don't see it either. You know, Cumbo, I wanted to run something by you that I don't think I that I don't think we've talked about in the past. Um, speaking of Malik Hall, uh, I um, I have a vision of a small ball lineup where Malik Hall plays the five. What do you think about that? Hmm. I want to get your thoughts on that. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think if you follow everything that Izzo said, he's going to start at the three this year. But I think you could see him at the five this year. You could go, you could go Walker, Hogard, Bacon's your three guards, and then Hauser and Hall in some combination. Of the so like a like the Warriors, like their their um the lineup of death or whatever they call it. I actually think that lineup is probably is probably easily the most talented lineup MSU can put on the floor. Right now, whether they can defend and rebound good enough. That's, play Hauser or Hall at the five. I don't know, but you already got questions at the five as it is with Sissoko and Kohler. So, well, with these eight big time non conference games, I mean, I really hope they schedule another cupcake or two to like to, to be able to try this. Shit. I don't, I don't, no? I want tougher. Give me stronger battles. I want to play Western or do we play Western? I think we do. No, we got we got Oakland on the schedule. That I didn't want to bring that up because I know how important that game is to you. <laughs> you know, I don't want to bash Rocket. Um, I hope he go. I hope MSC wins by twenty, but I hope he goes for like twenty five. You're gonna have one of the split. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Laura, the Laura Hawk, the, the half Brady Quinn, half AJ Hawker. <laughs> people around you are gonna be so confused when you cheer when Rocket scores and then when MSU scores every basket. <laughs> What the hell is this guy's problem? Yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> You're gonna have a plate on the front of your car, a house divided, Oakland and MSU. But then like a not even Oakland though, it's just a Rocket picture of Rocket's, Rocket's face. Yeah, just a picture yeah. of my, yeah. I don't root for anybody else's score but Rocket. <laughs> anybody no no Rocket Watts only underneath the plate. <laughs> right. I would love to see uh I would love to see Eastern come to the Breslin this year too. Oh wait. I hope that happens. Oh no! I thought they did schedule Eastern. He, Not this year. He broke. He doesn't have the balls. That's my new nickname for him. Well, we we could we could play Eastern smoke. this year. I don't think I don't think they've released their schedule yet. So we, they could we, be I bet we'll add them. I really do. I think we'll add Eastern. Well, it's too Izzo, good of a story. Izzo and the coach over there, Stan Heath, are pretty good friends. He used to co- be an assistant at MSU. Yeah. So I mean, I, I could see it happening. I, I really think school. that's going to be added, and it's. It's going to be like one of those games that ESPN decides to pick up for some reason. Pick up. Yeah. For narrative yeah. reasons. Okay. Yeah. We, we, need, we need to get this game. Excuse oh, me. that's one thing. That's one thing we didn't talk about. Speaking oh, yeah. of ESPN, the media rights. So oh, yeah. According to Sports Business Journal, ESPN out. ESPN going, starting in 2024, or is it three? I think, I think it's, it's in two. line with the Big Ten, with the new. I thought it was 25, but I could be wrong. I think it's it might 2024. Be 2024. It yeah, might be I think because it's I think that's when USC and UCLA joined the um the league. Yeah. So um so basically uh the Big Ten 
the Big Ten, ESPN has basically bowed out. Uh, too rich for their blood. Uh, broke ass, uh, broke ass Mickey Mouse. I would call them a Mickey Mouse channel, but they literally are a, a Mickey Mouse channel. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like CBS and NBC are the are going to be the big dogs on campus in terms of uh, in terms of players uh, for for the rights deal. Fox will still ha- Fox will still play a big part. Yeah, no more 11 a.m. Uh, Northwestern Iowa games on ESPNU. They will now be on Paramount Plus or Peacock. That's going to be awesome. I love they're, I love Peacock. So, you know, I'm one of They're also going to have, uh, I think I saw they're going to have like Friday night football on Apple. I think is yeah, they, they were talking about that too. Uh, I just assumed Apple was kind of staying back from from college because they're heavily, heavily rumored to get Sunday ticket. It, right. I've heard it's basically like it's a done, a done deal behind closed doors that I would kill for them to have a tiered option. Like I want to watch the Rams games hundred bucks a year. Uh, yeah. Sign me up. That's how much Sunday ticket costs anyways. Oh, really? Well, if, well, whatever, you know what I mean? Like if they make it the option, like Sunday ticket, like watch the, like come and watch the Cowboys. Even though they're on all the time. Yeah, we're on national TV like every other week. <laughs> it's like every week is a Cowboys game on US or NFL. But like, you know, I could watch the Rams every, you know, uh, legally, I could watch them every week if I wanted to pay and be a good consumer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not that I, I never stream them on my iPad illegally. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad ESPN's gone because I'm sick of Beth Mowens calling our games. I, I'm not, not being sexist. I just. Sounds not, like you're being a little sexist. Uh, she's not, she's not good at her job. She <laughs> is the worst announcer ever. She's I think horrible. that's like. like when, when Shalit Calhoun <laughs> was on the team and like getting those fumbles early in the 2013 <laughs> season, she'd be like, Shaquille Coleman with the stupid <laughs> oh, score. Yeah. I'm like, okay, get his name right. <laughs> Come on. You literally have a sheet in front of you, and I'm sure you can get notes on how to um, enunciate and say their names correctly. They, they do. do. I yeah, brought. I was. I was in broadcast club. Like, in high she school. was like saying Tim Apple. Like that's basically the same Tim thing. Tim Apple. I was in broadcast club in high school, and even I got a. And even I got a sheet with phonetic pronunciations. You were. You were like uh, Eric and Kyle and Stan and Kenny on uh, the the news. South Park's channel news. Yeah, I was running the Super School News. Super School <laughs> News. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad ES. I, I want to change the scenery once in a while. I think it's good. Um, ESPN picture quality sucks too. What during our games? Like, I noticed it last year with when I watched the Purdue game on uh, rerun, just to try to find myself on TV, and like it's a washed out. It looks like kind of us. Yeah, Lucas, I've been meaning to ask you, uh, how much do you get paid by ESPN to rent them your webcam for college football season? <laughs> what? I don't get it. Because it looks like they're using your webcam. Oh, okay. Yeah, my webcam's like a $5 Amazon webcam. It's nothing special. But like, um, but yeah, they have, they have motherfuckers up in the stands with iPhone 5Ss. Just... <laughs> 
Yeah. They really do, though. I mean, after COVID, they like laid off a bunch of people and they hired a ton of people who had very little experience and it just was a shit show. And you could well, like, see it once like sports came back. Yeah, like I watched the Iowa game from 2020. I mean, that was a horrible game. Like I was watching, I'm like, this picture quality is like 480p. Like I could, I think I, I felt like I was watching it on my old, um, on my old tube TV. And like you go to CBS and it looks great. You and the to- camera and the camera never knows where the where the ball yeah. is. Yeah, never ever. And like you go to CBS and like the camera or the quality's great and the presentation's so much crisp, more crisp. And the only problem is Gary Danielson sucks. I don't like him. Gary Danielson does suck. I do love Gary Nestler. Man. I do love Brad Nestler. Oh, Nestler's but, great. But Gary Danielson is Gary Danielson. Had to retire one of these years, right? I mean, he's been doing it. He's been doing <laughs> yeah. it. I think he's been doing it since they first got the rights to the SEC. Mm. I miss Vern Lundquist. He used I to be. I, I remember Gary Danielson used to work for ESPN back when I was growing up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, Luca? <laughs> yeah. I remember that too. <laughs> when was that? When they still had to do squirrel jet ski? When they still had to do squirrel water ski to fill the, to fill the time slots? I remember oh, it used to be like Brent Musburger, <laughs> Gary Danielson, and uh, yep. Brian Greasy's dad. I think yep. they were like a trio yep. that did games what's together. His name? What's his dad's Bob name? Greasy. Bob, right? Bob Greasy. Bob, I think it's yeah. Bob, yeah. <laughs> I, we should game. give Vern Lund or give Brent Musburger a fifth of vodka and let him call one Big oh, Ten no. game a week. That would be fantastic. <laughs> well, he's got to uh, spice does, up Purdue, Illinois somehow. He does <laughs> radio. He does radio play by play for the Raiders. Well, and, yeah, and not, he's, not he's, not he has a uh, gambling channel on Sirius XM. Yeah, he he doesn't do it for the Raiders anymore. So he's oh no, he doesn't. No, he yeah, doesn't. He, some, they hired somebody else. Probably because he talked about someone's girlfriend again obscenely, like he did. Uh, AJ was McC- that McCarran? Yeah, AJ so McCarran, dude. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite Brent Musburger clip is when he's defending Joe Mixon for beating that woman. Oh my bar. god! And he's like, "She, he deserves a second chance, just like anybody else." Second down <laughs> and nine. He just cuts to, and I'm like, I just witnessed an incredible moment. And like when I used to listen, what to did Dan he just say? Show, <laughs> you remember? You remember that uh, that Sunday Night Football where Al Michaels made a Harvey Weinstein joke? No, yeah, <laughs> I do remember that kind of. But I don't remember exactly he was what like, he said. "You said something." I forgot who he was talking about, but he goes, "You're having a worse week than Harvey Weinstein." <laughs> Just hear the Seinfeld intro come in, or like, folks, have you heard about this? Her music. <laughs> Al Michaels is. Um, He's not with NBC anymore, is he? No, he's doing Thursday night football, him and Herb's Yeah, because yeah, I remember they were trying to get Sean McVay to do uh, – Amazon was trying to offer him money with to do without Michaels and Herb Street. That's right, Herb Street's gone. It's yeah, all these, annou- all he's these still doing. He's still cool. doing Saturday night. He's still doing Saturday night football. Who's who's going to do Sunday day. night football now? Isn't it Joe Buck? Tarico and Collinsworth. Tarico oh, and Collinsworth. Buck and Aikman yeah, are doing true. Monday night football now. Well, yep. I, I get yeah, the Collinsworth slide. We still get the Collinsworth slide, but like I don't care for Mike Tirico that much. He's all right. He's okay. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm just I can't wait for football. We're as long as they don't have Collinsworth son. The problem is, is like if they have Collinsworth son doing Jace? ten games, I'm Jack Jace Collinsworth, Jack yeah, yeah. Jack Collinsworth, Jack Collinsworth. If they have him doing play by play for Big Ten for Big Ten games. I'm gonna fucking 
tell myself. I wonder who's going to be the he might is he going to be the Notre Dame announcer this year? I don't know what they're going to do because Breeze didn't get retained. I think Breeze. I think they're going to do Breeze for Notre Dame, which is weird. Breeze got canned though. Breeze got fired. I thought. Oh, Breeze got. He's not there anymore. Breeze was pretty bad. I don't know who's going to do. I don't know who's going to do. Breeze was a one and done. That's crazy. I don't know who's going to do Notre Dame this year. Um. Hmm. Oh my God! It's uh. Or hang on, I'm trying to see if this is, it looks like Jason Garrett might be doing it. Yeah, Jason Garrett was doing like he was, he was doing, doing football uh, night in America. For the yeah, World he was doing that game. and he was doing like halftime stuff. Really? Wow. For the Hall of Fame game, Jason Garrett was doing it. I totally forgot. Like, I couldn't even tell it was him. I'm, I'm a Tony Romo fan, though. Have, I love, I love see, listening uh, to Romo. Having to see Jason Garrett on my TV every Sunday night is just going to make me <laughs> change the channel until the game starts. <laughs> I watched two – I've seen two USFL games. Uh, both of them were uh, called by Jack Collinsworth in fucking RG3. Yeah, I, was, I watched one of them too. Yeah, and I, I made – That was five minutes. fucking awful. I made it five minutes. In some of those games too. That, well, it just sucks. It must be a Merry Christmas because <laughs> he's having one happy holiday. <laughs> He's cashing in his New Year's holiday. Uh oh, just should they should just muted him. And be like, nope, nope. Try. Or like uh, on the office when, whenever Michael or whenever Pam would be like, hey, um, this person's on line one, and Michael would say a shitty joke, and she'd be like, I'm still, still here. Yeah, it's still me. <laughs> I should have done that. Uh, Robert, we muted you for that. Try again. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm excited for football. Like, and I'm combo. I'm sorry we didn't talk as much basketball. Um, it's all good. But like, you know, you can come back on when basketball season's about to start, and you know, we could have you on during. You know, I don't think things are going to go horrible. But like, if if we see there's, we're going to lose some games, and you're you're going to see that part of the fan base piss their pants and. Shit I was just about to say, we're going to see we're, people are. They're eased up right now, but in mid-November. We're oh, they're going to freak the fuck out if we lose. When we're, when we're down eight at the under-12 timeout versus Gonzaga, you're going to see the pitchfork. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're they're going to they're gonna be like, wow, is the game's past Izzo by? And it's like, Izzo's one – or Gonzaga's one of the best teams in the country. Shut the fuck up. Or yeah. like the Facebook group. I was going to say, come on. Remember that? We're, we're both – I don't know if you and Carter are SD, but like we're – Combo and I are both in that big Michigan State – Recruiting a news Facebook group that Ryan um, runs. I am. Oh my okay. God! There's so Carter, many. Carter, are you in it too? I'm not in it. I know like Okerstrom oh, and whoever the other buddy, guy is. You got you got to go there's... in it. There's some gems <laughs> in there. Well, <laughs> I think like <laughs> whatever what the front running power bottom did to us at uh, <laughs> at Chrysler last season. Uh, Oscar Shibway is gonna make that look like fucking pedestrian. He's gonna Who's make that? that look. He's the center for Kentucky. Nah, he was the national player of the year last year. Yeah, he's yeah. probably gonna he's probably gonna go for 30 and 20, and you just gotta accept yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be a type of game Eight where blocks. I don't like pay too much attention if we're getting if we're getting toasted. Like I he's love, gonna he's gonna look like LeBron playing Drew League. Yeah. <laughs> like I love uh I love Jackson Kohler, but like his oh, first it's gonna be game. A, oh my god. His first two games going against Drew Timmy and Toshiba are going to be. Oh my God, to, Drew Timmy's still there. Group. Get a fucking job. <laughs> Drew, Drew Timmy. I forgot about that that guy. Drew uh, Timmy 
Go be a barista in an annoying Portland coffee shop already. Left so hard your destiny. Flexing, flexing during a dunk when you're down 20 points to Baylor in the national title game. That made that me laugh. So fucking funny. Yeah, that was funny. Baylor's just draining every shot and he gets a dunk and it's like, Gonzaga, that's like the Chris Paul. Chris, Chris Paul, Paul the, cut the lead down to 40. 40? Yeah. <laughs> that was first Hunter, school, Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson would never do anything that flamboyant. And that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, he should get a job too. I mean, maybe Dickinson is literally going to play five years and be like 30, literally. Go to so your nice. left. Go to your left, Dickinson. Then go to the NBA. You can't, if you can't finish. He's fucking, he's fucking Derek Zoolander. <laughs> yeah yeah dickinson is gonna i guarantee he's gonna be a senior he's gonna come well he's already is a senior but he's gonna no he's only a junior actually only no, a i junior. mean like a joke yeah. like age joke yeah. which i'm sure is i think he's 22 years old already i want to say or i think he's older than that or, I'm gonna, I'm gonna he's, look only, right. he's going into his junior year though which is he's gonna finish old. college and then go be a part of that old gays tiktok account <laughs> Okay, he's he's gonna be 22 this November. Wow! So he could. You know who's old for uh, MSU though too? Is Sissoko and Hogard are like right behind him. Yeah, Hogard's older, a little older. I mean, which could be good. You know, if they come, if if he comes back next year, like I assume he will. He will. 23 year old, 23 year old senior. If he doesn't, that means we probably did some damage in the tournament and like got a lot of eyes on the team. Like, I could see him having a really good year, and I still don't necessarily know if he would leave because you got to be able to shoot in the NBA to, to make right. it at the point guard level. So, speaking of AJ Hogard, I saw a clip of a practice uh, that MSU men's basketball posted of AJ Hogard. They posted the clip of AJ Hogard driving to the lane and kicking out to Tyson Walker out in the corner oh, for a three. That was oh, beautiful. Oh. That that was sexy. I mean, yeah, that is like Tom Hanks jizz face. Like, oh my god! Yes, and then the the alley oop to Aikens too. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. he got up, man! Didn't Pierre Brooks just win or get named um, MVP uh, Moneyball? Yeah, he averaged like four over forty points a game. <laughs> now, yeah, we gotta we gotta tell the audience Moneyball. We gotta lower expectations to transition it to actual college hoops. But like, I like that. That's a good sign. I mean, yeah, I definitely think he can contribute this year. Yeah, I mean, be a scorer, be a scorer off the bench, and then hopefully, I'm not, then I'm not gonna make, week. I'm not gonna make plans to watch MSU Kentucky. If I'm free, I think I'll watch it, but I'm not looking forward to that game. I'll, I'm, <laughs> we're gonna win. I'm putting the energy out there. We're gonna win the game. See, I'm, I'm yeah, if they like, lost to St. Peter's, like anything's possible. True. That's yeah, what's that's great about point. college hoops compared to college football, in my opinion. But like we we rev up in January, February. We don't really get we we get the cylinders going, but the the, the engine isn't fully working for the most part until we get there. Now there's that one year or two where we're like undefeated going to Big Ten play, but like I mean, we're gonna lose three or four games in November, possibly. I don't think it's gonna get that bad, but like, you know, we could be like four and four or four and five and yeah, the, that Facebook group's going to be fire with with the comments, and you know, Combo and I are going to come in and you know roast, roast some people. And Ryan's here's gonna- the thing, though: if you go, if you win, like obviously you don't I'd rather than be better than four and four. But I mean, if you win, you know, four or five of those games, those are all going to be great wins on the road yeah. when they come tournament time. Like so. you know, if you're four and five, but you beat like Gonzaga, um, 
Alabama. Or Alabama, like you know, made some noise in the PK Invitational. Like, I think that's pretty good. Mm. Um, and that's the tournament. And the tournament committee is going to look at that and be like, wow. Or, you know, say we're six and three and be like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Like that could, that could get us, that could get us a better seed. Um, all right. This is a pretty long pod. It's pretty beefy. I am an old man. I got to go to bed. I'm really tired. Um, so I'm going to have my warm milk and Powerade. Um, <laughs> That's a great combination. <laughs> I would know from, a- we, we love you, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving you, I'm just joshing around with you. Um, I know. But Combo, Andrew Combo, follow him on Twitter at a combo, a C U M B O W. Um, fantastic follow on Twitter. Um, one of our friends, our family, our brothers, um, partners, our, par- our partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, this is a really good pod. Everyone, thanks for, for listening. Uh, fellas, go green, go white, go white. Go white. Talking with you guys.